Welcome to Two Slices, a simple podcast with a couple of guys. I'm Sean. And I'm Roger. And we're here to serve you up our thoughts on what we're reading, what we're thinking, and what we're up to. Let's see where we go from here. Thanks for joining us for The Slice. All right, and we're back for another episode of Two Slices. I'm Roger. I'm Sean. And it's, man, Sean, it's, uh, we're getting into a little flow here, a little routine. Yeah. I think this is probably, I don't know what episode this is, but we got, we got some coming out and we got some more in the hopper. I think this is around four, episode four, maybe. So yeah, yeah, that should be good. And, uh, we are plowing through the summer. Can you believe we're like into our time is August when this, when you get this podcast, it's going to be almost September. Right. Right. It's going by quick. And summer's going to be gone. We're going to mm-hmm. be into fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when, when you transition, like when we go from summer to fall, how does your life change? Does it change at all? Or does it just stay the same? My life changes a little bit um, because my wife and I lead a ministry school, like a leadership school on Sunday nights. So we kind of launched that again in September. It kind of marries the September to May calendar year. So it gets a little bit um, a little bit more picked up. But overall, it's it's like it's really about the same. It's really about the same. It's just kind of the rhythms of life kind of don't change that much from season to season, right. at least for us. Does, sure. does it for you guys? Um, not really. No. I mean, I'll switch gears uh, because um, football season will come. And so I'll get into I'll be more actively engaged in TV than I normally ever am. Uh-huh. The only time I watch TV in the summer is to watch Formula One racing. And that's it. I mean, I, I really don't watch TV outside of that. I watch football in the fall, that kind of thing. Um, so what do you and your wife do in the summer? Like here we are in the, the, the middle of the summer, you know, what are you guys doing? What do you guys do for fun? What do you kind of, what for recreation? What are you guys into? Yeah, we definitely love to do, let me, let me think. Probably the first thing that we like to do is, uh, we really like to make food together. So we cook nice, at home. So we, really? we actually, we eat out. Like we lovely eating out actually. When we eat out, we like hand select where we're going. And if we're going to go spend money, it's going to be on a great meal. Right? So like we don't eat. I, at, I'm 100% on board the Sean train, ra- train wagon here. Yes. I'm of the same mindset. Yes. So it doesn't have to necessarily mean you're going to pay. I'm going to pay a lot of money for a meal, but it's not going to be, hey, let's just go to like Applebee's. No offense to Applebee's employees out there. I love Applebee's. Yeah. But no, yeah. That, that sort of thing. So we generally, uh, we just really love to do things like we plan our meals. And so we'll just kind of map them out and get super excited about what we're going to like make for like the next night or like nice. two nights from now. Nice. So that's one thing we, we really like to do. And I will say, I'm, I'm using that word we pretty liberally. My <laughs> wife is the great cook. I'm just here to sort of support and finance it. Um, oh. No, we, we both kind of are in the kitchen and I just kind of ask her what I can do. Um, and she knows my limited skill set. I don't bring a ton to the table, um, but we just love kind of spending some time like that together. Nice. And then afterwards, you know, of course, like after we get done eating the meal, our, um, we, we just love to hang out, you know. And, and so we, we have our backyard is probably my favorite place in like the summer and fall. Nice. Um, I know your backyard is really awesome. Yeah. You have you have a very tree kind of canopy backyard, yes. which is amazing. Kind of blocks that kind of hot, it, hot sun. Yeah, it's great for in the evenings, just sitting out there, relaxing, meditating, have a little fire going, you know, just really, really kind of just decompressing or whatever, you know, absolutely. Yeah, so we have our backyard. We I put up this new fence about a year and a half ago now. 
And it was just like one of those things you, you spend money on and you're like, dang, this is expensive. But that has been like such a great return because we just love being out there. The fence is like this really cool wooden fence, but it's right. horizontally opposed. So like the wood beams go horizontal instead yeah. of vertical. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a nice little feature, right? But we find uh, we garden. Well, Rachel really does that. Um, but we just spend a lot of time out there, like fire pit or like um, just at the patio table. We would do, if we, honestly, we would do a fire pit like five nights a week if our schedules <laughs> and the weather allowed. Yeah, To be sure. totally honest. Yeah. We're, we're in a drought right now, now as now far as our you fire got, pit's are concerned. Are you a, um, just just you and Rachel, or do you like to have uh, folks over? Are oh, you yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, we do both. Okay. I mean, her and I will just be hanging out and like, hey, I'm going to go put a fire on that back. She's like, okay, cool. And then other times, like, we'll plan it out and invite yeah. people over. Nice. And then sometimes it's pretty organic. Like, we, we live in a neighborhood where there's, it's a very, it's like super walker, like, neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. So there's walker, there's people walking all the time with their kids and families. And so uh, we kind of have an open invitation where our neighbors are sitting right up in their backyard too they'll come over or we'll just talk over the fence that sort of thing so nice it's just sort of a nice default but what we found is this and i don't know if you've experienced this it is not awesome when you're doing a fire pit and you stink like fire smoke afterwards <laughs> you know what i'm talking about like campfire yes. where like you have yes. to go wash your clothes your face your you just got a shower otherwise you're gonna go to bed and smell like a wet log no yeah i'm not crawling into bed smelling like all that no, Rhonda will be like, go get a shower. <laughs> it's it's really yeah. It's that thing where you're like, I really want to do yeah. a fire pit, but well, I'm going to change. I'm going to totally even worse if you've already had a shower. Yes, if you're clean and you're clean right? and you're like, man, I'd really like to do a fire pit, but I'm not getting all that. Yes, okay. <laughs> I I can show you the remedy, the life hack for it. Okay, there's what is two that? things you can do. We got a smokeless fire pit. And really, it just it just reduces the amount of smoke by adding more uh, airflow to like the okay. bottom part of it. Okay. Um. So we we kind of bought that uh, probably a year and a half, two years ago, and that's been great. But here's the real thing: in order to really make it smokeless, you need to do wood pellets. Wood pellets or those? Have you ever seen they're like condensed wood bricks? Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yep. Okay. Those two things, but the pellets are the best. You put that in your fire pit. Almost no smoke. I mean, like, like we've been real all in it because she, okay, Rachel loves s'mores. I don't, I don't really <laughs> like them that much. They're too rich for me. But, but meaning it. like we're all up in that fire because I got to make these s'mores. You can, you can literally be around it for 30 minutes, an hour. Are you talking like wood stove Walk pellets? Back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wood but, stove pellets. Because I'm a pellet smoker. So what I do is I love to smoke meats, barbecue, you know, mm -hmm. and I smoke with a wood pellet smoker. Okay. But but that's those pellets are designed to burn in a way to create a lot of smoke. Yeah, so the ones that I get are just probably your average Joe, go to Menards, go to Lowe's, get like a 50-pound bag of wood pellets, right? And combined with what's a smokeless kind of quote-unquote right? fire pit, it is it is smoke free. Wow, it's amazing. Life hack right there by it Sean. Is. Oh, it, and it's you know when it comes to when if you burn a lot of wood and stuff like that, it is helpful just to have a bag of it and just dump it in, as opposed to always having to cut it or having to stack it yep. and, and then bring it. Oh in. yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, so we just love we love kind of backyard stuff like that. And so for Rhonda and I, we really love. Uh, I love to barbecue, so just about every weekend I'm doing ribs or I'm doing a chicken or I'm doing brisket or uh, pork shoulder. I just love all of the different smoking, the different meats. 
and a lot of our time, that direction is around my kids. You know, I have adult children who are still in the home for now, but all of their friends are always at our house. So I always have four, five, six, you know, young adults in their early 20s at my house, and they love to eat <laughs> and all that. So that's a lot of our time. But then Rhonda and I, in the summer specifically, we've been doing this for our entire marriage. We love to go down to the Kappa Summer Movie Series down at the Ohio Theater, okay. and we go see a classic film. And uh, we've went twice this year. We usually go to Rubino's in Bexley, and we'll get pizza, and then we'll go down to the to the Ohio Theater. Like we went last night and saw the Roaring Twenties with James Cagney. Oh, so good, so good. <laughs> and we just enjoyed it. That's kind of our thing, you know. That's okay. our our date night. I mean, six bucks a ticket and. You know, uh, five dollars for parking, and you you go out of the garage and you walk across the street, and you're at the Ohio Theater, and you know they have a live organ that plays the actual organ that's in the Ohio Theater. Clark Wilson's playing his organ, and you know it's just our that's our that's we've just done that our whole marriage, you know. So what kind of what kind of food do you guys like to eat? So I usually cook. That's the other thing. We don't eat out very much at all. When we do, we we tend to pick. We want to go a little more high ticket items. We're going mm -hmm. to go somewhere really nice. Um, but we eat a lot of we eat a lot of stir. I cook and we eat a lot of stir fry, a lot of Asian kind of food, um, and then American barbecue. Um, yeah, that's kind of our what we're into. Those 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 that's our wheelhouse right there. What's like a restaurant that you would say this is one of our favorites? Um, so we really like the steakhouses in Columbus, you know, Hyde Park. Okay. Uh, what's your top steakhouse? And Rachel and I, we do the same thing. What's your, well, if you had, a, if okay. you had to rank them just today, they could change tomorrow. What do you feel like is like your top so, two or three? I, so I've not been to the one downtown that I know you like so well. So I, that's not going to be probably Hyde Park. And then, uh, top would be after that. And then one of the Cameron Mitchells would, one of those would be fine. I loved, I loved Ruth's Chris, but it's not around anymore. So. Yeah. What, what kind of cut of meat? If you get a steak, Roger, what so, cut are you going to get? So, so the best steak I've ever had was at, in Fort Worth, Texas, um, at the, at, at this rodeo steakhouse place there where the stockyards are. And it was like a 22 ounce ribeye and it was just the best steak I've ever had. It was just incredible. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but normally I get a fillet or a ribeye. That's what I'm going to get. Yeah. Okay, fillet or ribeye. Yeah, they're kind of two it, pretty it, different. And it, cuts. they are. It depends on the. It depends on if I'm at a what I would consider a second tier steakhouse. Uh -huh. I'm going to order a fillet because they won't know how to cook the ribeye. That's just on. <laughs> but if I'm at a higher end, I'm going to get a Delmonico or ribeye. You get more uh, confidence in their ability. Yes. Yeah. With the marbled kind of yes, meat. Yes, exactly. Where it's a little bit better cut of meat. And if I tell them I want it medium rare, they're going to actually cook it that way, that kind of thing. You okay. Know? So, yeah. 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 So <laughs> if I had to choose, I, I probably I probably land, I'm going to say nine times out of 10 on the New York strip. Yeah. It's just the right mix for me. The fillet is nice. Sometimes it's a little too tender, and the 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 marbling of the ribeye. I just have to be in a mood for it. Yeah. But the New York, a really good, nice seared, get that little exterior char on it. For me personally, dry aged all day long. I will yeah. choose that. Oh, so good. I think the only reason I don't I don't prefer I like a New York strip steak, especially if it's cooked well. But it also has it can have a slight, like. 
it, it can have a little bit of a taste, kind of an organ meat taste if it's not fixed right, like almost like a slight hint of a liver meat hmm. if it's not fixed right. And I was forced to eat liver and onions <laughs> as a kid, and I hated it. And so I'm always afraid. So you just I, get triggered by that. I, I do. I get triggered. I'm scent. always. I'm always afraid that I'm going to. I, I saw a thing on YouTube years ago where the guy said, "Yeah, the New York Strip is a great cut, but it has this taste, which is in the family of of some of these organ meats kind of deal." And so I think that maybe the iron content is just slightly higher in a New York strip. I don't know. Yeah. But that, so that does trigger me. So I like the butteriness of a filet, or I, I just love the flavor of a ribeye steak. What's I your just, side? You go, you go get a steak. Where are you going to lean towards for your sides? If they have fresh vegetables, that's my absolute favorite. Fresh medley of vegetables, I'm all about that. And then I like a baked potato. Yeah, I'm I'm a potato guy. All so. right. Yeah. 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 And a sweet potato if they do it right. That's my I preferred. So. Okay. Yeah. I think <laughs> if I had to choose that one on the sides, it's like whatever's on the menu that in the moment that sounds good. But my wife is like obsessed with mac and cheese, so that's almost always at our table. Because you know, it's, you know, you go to a steak place, it's usually family size servings. Right. So it's like. I have a little bit of a say, but I can almost guarantee you mac and cheese will be on the table. And now maybe I'm alone in this, but everyone loves truffle oil. I feel like if, if truffle oil is on the menu added to things, everyone just like, yeah, let's get that. I went to the steakhouse um, in Bermuda. Right. This was on a, on a business trip, working for a, a financial company, and uh, our my client was down in Bermuda. So we had to go there for a couple days and uh, a lot of meetings and meals, and we went to this steakhouse that was unbelievable i mean right. it was like it's a kind of place that you'd imagine like an oil tycoon would go to in like the early <laughs> 19th century like those big wing chairs you know or, or at the oh, tables yeah. everything is like super or ornate and slightly custom like everything's slightly different from one table to the next and uh everyone at the table was like hey let's get the mac and cheese it's got truffle oil on it i was like is that, and they're like, oh, the French fries do too. Let's get truffle oil fries. <laughs> I was like, I mean, is that that much better? And they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's fine. Like, I'm totally good. And I tasted it and I was like, I don't see the hype. And, I, and maybe it's just either. me. Maybe my palate no, isn't way. refined enough. But truffle oil, I have never experienced truffle oil in a way that makes me like just can't wait to have it again. But I know some people have. So yeah. maybe there's a truffle oil, you know, um, a dish out there that I got to try. Yeah, I, I I'm totally on board, and now I have to make some mac and cheese for your wife. So, <laughs> dude, it's a real thing. It's like a, it's like, it's like some people are wine connoisseurs. We are mac and cheese connoisseurs. Nice. We can, we can, t we can taste it and feel now, like. Does she also make a mean mac and cheese? She does. Yeah, she's good, but she, she is. Um, we love trying like gourmet mac and cheese. We've dabbled on making it at home, but she's she she'll she'll just do mac, she'll do craft mac and cheese. Right, like no problem. She just loves mac and cheese. <laughs> like she is, she's not, she does not discriminate. No, when I when I make a mac and cheese, the first thing I make is the roux for okay. the mac and cheese. Yeah. See, I don't think we're at that home cooking level <laughs> on a daily basis, so we gotta take some notes. Oh after. yeah. So we'll have to have you over for some mac and cheese. That's Tori's absolute. My daughter, it's her absolute side that I make is mac and cheese. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you do, you put it in the smoker. Do you do, do you I, go to that I, level? I, so I have I have a recipe where I use a 12-inch cast iron skillet, and I put it right in the smoker and make it, yes. Okay. Yeah. That is next level. But, yeah, it starts with a flour and butter roux, and then there'll be cream cheese, sour cream, um, three kinds of cheese in it. Mm. 
Yeah. Mm. And then I'll, I'll uh, and a little bit of butter, and, and then I'll put it in the pan and finish it in the smoker. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, sign it's, you up. <laughs> so, so steaks and, and movies and backyard fires. It's, yeah. I think we're pretty all American, aren't we? <laughs> we kind of are. Yeah. We definitely are hitting a, a profile right oh, now. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, so, awesome. So when it goes to, when it goes to fall, you know, um, I love the fall personally. Just, I, I know a lot of people have their season. Mine is totally the fall. Yeah, mine Lo- too. Love 100%. the fall. Grew up an athlete, similar to you. Uh, we both have athletic backgrounds, upbringing. So for me, that's that's like the perfect I, I convergence of sports. I love the weather change. I love the weather change. I, when I get up in the morning to take the dog out and it's wind, a little bit of windy and there's a little bit of bite to the air because it's air. cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just takes me back to being 16, 17 years old, riding in my buddy's Camaro on the way to football practice with all the windows down and mm-hmm. it's ice cold mm-hmm. in anticipation of getting ready to have practice, you know? <laughs> I, I just instantly go back, you yeah. know, to those memories. So, yeah, I love the fall, love the colder temperatures. Uh, it's absolutely my favorite season by far. Yeah, we're trying to get we're we're on the same page with that, and we're trying to get the most out of this summer. So we we're, we have a couple little things we're going to be doing here over the next couple weeks. Um, we kind of have this list. We have an ongoing list of people that we want to connect to. So Rach, my wife is an extrovert. I mean, she is like a raging extrovert. You know, just loves people, get filled yeah. up when she's around people. I am obviously like more introverted. And so, um, but what we found is that together we just have so much fun with people. And so we have a list of who we want to get together with every month. Nice. And, and we, nice. we usually have like six to seven, eight, nine, like a good amount of people on there. Right. And we just got to kind of coordinate as best we can. So we have, I think like four or five more like kind of times in the month of August where we're getting together with people. And so for us, that's like, that's a real highlight too, is getting together with the people that you're like, we should spend more time together, but then you actually do. And you're like, why haven't we been hanging out? You know? Right. So, so that's something It's a little bit of like intentional kind of discipline, um, that we have to just write. We, we just have to talk about it regularly, write it down and then start reaching out and seeing if people want to get together. But that's, that's really fun too. And it's just for some reason, the summer, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the summer, it's just easier to do that. I don't know. The days are longer. There's more sense of there's time. More daylight, yeah. There's more daylight. So that's, that's something really cool too, is, is in the summertime, I find that I spend more time with people than wow. in the winter. So yeah, for sure. And so that kind of leads us into our topic. I wanted us to, you know, we thought we would talk about is, you know, we're, it, you have to be intentional with these relationships because I don't know about you, but man, I've just felt scattered this whole week. It's mm-hmm. just been crazy busy. Work has been up and down busy. And then I work with th- that I do for the church has been super busy this week and just life happening. And, you know, I don't know. It's just like, how do you, have you felt any of that as well, Sean? And how do you, how do we address this scattered feeling you have sometimes. Yeah, well, you and I were just talking about right before we started this is us both having pretty full kind of weeks, family, work, career, ministry, life, like just those full stretches. Right. And sometimes when you're in that full stretch, it's like you you, you get to know really fast, one, like kind of what you're made of in that season of life, and two, what is important because what is unimportant to you will get cut really fast oh yeah and what is important what is important kind of gets prioritized 
yeah. right? Like you're going to eat every day because that's important. And right. and so it has been, it has definitely been a whirlwind of like the last like probably two weeks for <laughs> Rachel and I. Um, and none of this is bad, but it is that place of like you can either thrive in it or survive through it. And, um, you know, definitely at that turning point, almost on a daily basis of, for us, it just looks like, for us, I, I'm not sure that I have great answers. I think it kind of changes. It feels like a moving target. I don't know if you relate to that, but like how, how you, how can you navigate it? For me, it feels like a moving target. Right. No, yeah. And I guess my question would be, it's so important for whether you want to call it self-care, your spiritual life, your physical health, all those things. How do you not let those just go by the wayside yeah. when you got 20 things in front of you? What do you yeah. do, Sean, to really kind of make sure that you keep yourself and your relationship with your wife really solid? Yeah, no, it's so I think that when you run into the habits that, that, that you've created, when you run into those moments, mini seasons, weeks of just re- being really full in your schedule, the habits that you created will carry through, but you can't start new habits in that place. So, mm. for instance, like, you know, it's it's like... Um, it's, That's so it's, good. Does you, that make sense? You don't start... You can't try to start to form habits when you've got all that No, you can't. You, you, th- this is like, you know, what you do... Um, it's almost like this. I had... So, I love... We both have athletic backgrounds. Um, I do a bunch of, like, athletic stuff. And every now and then, we'll do, like, a, a competition for, you know, like, a CrossFit competition and things like that. Right. And, like, you can't cram strength i can't i can't just do nothing for a while and then and then expect to be strong when something feels heavy oh that's good does that make sense yeah like it's almost the habits that i have leading up to that lifting something heavy is what you rely on when something feels heavy and that's good and so it's like it's like you know coming into those places where you're really busy just feeling overwhelmed or just really full schedule and um you know roger and i we we you and i talk about this we totally believe busyness is not a advertisement of importance that you know so we don't you and i share that where we don't pound the light to let the world know we're so busy because we're so important it's actually (laughs) quite the opposite i'm like yes (laughs) it's not a brag it's not a humble brag right but but at times it's you can't avoid it right right and so during all that is really when it's like those habits those tendencies really carry you through because now it feels heavy things life just feels a little bit harder a little heavier than it did last season so to speak and those habits that that were formed carry in and oftentimes is what really keeps um at least my head above water and and it's also it's also really clear when my head isn't keep staying above water the habits i need to start creating once things slow down a little bit yeah. like it, because th- when you're in that place it's not a time to form habits but it is an opportunity to see to what's what's there and to what's recognize not recognize what you what's missing to yeah. recognize what do i need to work on what 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 uh if, if i'm really struggling or battling in, in this area of my life then i didn't have the habit formed already to be prepared because you're going to have storms. There's going to be stuff that just happens. You're going to get yeah. busy. Yeah. Life is going to just throw stuff at you, you know, yeah. and you got to be prepared for that. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's like almost like you're preparing for those those harder times in those seasons of kind of rest or peace. And yeah. that is that is a real opportunity cost when you don't. Yes. Is it like, oh, I had the, the ability to do this habit. You know, it's the idea that right. right now we're living 
we're living in our decisions from three to five years ago. Yeah. Emotionally, spiritually, financially, relationally. Yes. Just across the board, right? Physically. We're living in light of the decisions that we've made slowly over time over the last two to four, three to five years. Right now we're living in it. And it's like just the idea that what we've done is brought us to where we are. And the yeah. really heavy kind of stretches and sometimes it feels like it's never going to change and then boom, it's over. Right. And it's like, it's what we do in the gap between those habits, the kind of personal culture that we pursue, I think has a huge impact on kind of like what you and I are going through. Just feeling really full right now, right? Just feeling right. like everything's good, but man, there's just a lot happening. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's that's for sure. You know, you said something I thought was really good on an earlier podcast. You said, talking about working out and and and... I think it applies to across life. You said, I want to make sure I quote this right. You can fix it for me. But you said, the workout begins at the point you want to quit. Yes. Because everything before that's just exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And that I can, I have not been able to forget that. I don't, even in my workflow, there's been times where I'm like, oh, I'm just, I, I'm done with this. And I'm like, okay, no, this is the point. I This is what will separate me from being a average insurance agent and an excellent one you know that's what was no okay this i gotta bear down and really plow through this and get this done you know yeah yeah and and i think it applies to a lot of areas in life is it's that point where you think i'm just gonna quit i'm done this is not you know Mm -hmm. because we want to in in some of our nature is to take the path of least resistance and sometimes to not want to you know, we'd rather be at rest than we would be at motion, right, you know, and right. you got to make that decision to be in motion, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's definitely like right now, you know, getting back to your question, you asked, like, how do, how do, how does our relationships thrive? Um, maybe it's a work relationship. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's a, um, a family relationship. Maybe your, your spouse or a cousin or brother or sister or, uh, a, a parent, a, a child, how how does how does that not suffer when we're really busy right right yes and i think what you mentioned before is just totally true it's it's you know what the things that are discretionary are going to get cut and the things that are priority have to be priority and if i'm trying and how to, do, and how do you tell the difference sometimes when you're in the moment of all that all that stuff going on it's a great question i think it comes down to your own personal core values like the, <laughs> like the, the core values that i have right. that, that you you have built that i have built that whoever is out there that you've built is really what now you have an opportunity to to put your money where your mouth is you can say I'm all about family, but when push comes to shove, does your family get shoved out in your life of busyness, right? Oh, hello. So, so like, so, so it's really an opportunity to be about what you want to be about, right? And it's actually kind of cool in yeah. some ways because it's like, okay, yeah, I don't have time to, um, you know, I don't know, I'm not a huge video gamer, but, but like, let's use that as an, as an example. Like, when you're really slammed, that's something that probably will get sort of cut from your time. And the problem is, if it doesn't get cut, then something else has to. Yes. Right. Yes. And that it's the opportunity yes. cost of these seasons of like, okay, I think the best part, the best way to thrive when you're feeling really full, is to be really conscious, like overly intentional about decision making. What am That's I going to do really with my good. time? Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, hey, I only got two hours tonight because 
you know, working 12 hour a day or something like that. I got like two hours tonight with my wife or just at home. What do we want to do with it? Right. right. And that doesn't mean you can't have tons of fun. It just actually means, okay, now I can't do everything. So what is the priority? So, I, so, you know, and that's just where it's like, Hey, I'm going to prioritize for me. I'm going to try to prioritize God's presence in my life. I'm just going to try, I'm going to really try to, yeah. you know what, that is not going to get cut from my life because the best version of me is connected to God. And for my wife to have me truth, brother. more disconnected to God than connected, right, is not going to help this season that we're in where every yes. every moment feels like it matters. So That's I don't so know good. if we're making sense out there to anyone listening to this, but hopefully you can relate to some of the, <laughs> you know, when you're feeling really busy and full, you know, what's well, about overwhelming pri- It's about priorities. It's, priorities. About, it's about making the right, you know, deciding, because you said it. What you decide to do is going to force you to weed out other things. Right. So it's 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 when you feel scattered and you feel like you've got way too much on your plate than what you can do, then that's when you have to decide what's really important for me to do today. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that gets to the core values, like you said as well. Yeah, and it's kind, it's kind of exposing too. You kind yeah. of get exposed, and, and you have to learn from those. Yeah, because we've all messed it up. We've all done it wrong. You know, right? I've, 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 I've looked back and I thought, I've had my head on that pillow at bed, at bed at night, and thought, man, I just have not connected to the Lord all day today. Yeah. I've just been so busy. I just yeah. haven't done it. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, I'm. I know I'm giving you the leftovers from tonight, but let's just you and me spend some time here. Yeah. And then yeah. tomorrow, okay, no, I'm not going to just fly out of bed, and I'm going to make sure that I set the priority right for the rest of the day with, yeah. my, with my devotion, with my time, you know, riding into work instead of just listening to my favorite radio guy. No, I'm gonna pipe on the. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Bible on my phone and listen to it on the way in and make sure I get some word in me. Right, right, and yeah. it's like those those times where you have more discretionary time. You can enjoy both, right? You can enjoy oh, yeah. just yeah. God's presence, and then you know you throughout the day you're you know gonna listen to something that you're into and sort of that sort of thing. So, you know, Roger and I, you and I share this big time that it's, we're, we're not earning God's presence, we're not earning God's love, no. but we just are so dependent upon Him being a part of our life to be the best version of ourself yeah no yeah absolutely trust me (laughs) yeah it's that that you know for those listening it's really not about earning it's not about being religious it's not about god leaves you when you get busy or anything like that but i think that both of us have found that prioritizing god's presence in some way you know even 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 in small doses is it it really is the difference maker in those seasons yeah so I, i once uh um I was visiting, I'll tell you, I'll share a quick story and it will sure. probably wrap it up here. But okay. I was, uh, I was visiting my family uh, and it was over, this was a number of years ago, maybe 10 years ago or so. And uh, we were uh, all home together. I have sisters and uh, we were all home together for, I think it was Christmas. And uh, we all kind of go and land at my parents' house in the East coast and just spend usually a couple days together. It's, it's a real highlight of the year. You sure. Know? Yeah. And uh, we're there, you know, we're cooking food all the time. We're playing board games all night, take the ride. Just like, it's awesome. Snacks yeah. all night, Absolutely. all day. It's just, we're just enjoying each other's company and having, and having fun. And, uh, you know, it's easy even when you're doing something really good or, or enjoyable to begin to kind of put aside uh, maybe God's presence a little bit or, right. or, or the opposite or feel like, oh, I feel guilty 
or something because I'm enjoying my family, right? right. So it's a fine line that you want to walk down. And I remember I was just spending a couple of days and this, uh, I woke up one morning and, and I just wanted to spend some time with the Lord. So I just stayed kind of in my room. I didn't go out and hang out with everyone and just kind of was up early in my room for a while. And, um, uh, just reading the Bible and praying and just talking with the Lord and just enjoying his presence. Uh, and then nothing. And then I, you know, kind of closed, opened the door, closed the door, went out into the kitchen and where everyone else was hanging out drinking coffee. And, uh, my sister looks at me and she goes, you spent time with Jesus today, didn't you? <laughs> and, and now I didn't, I didn't come wow. out much later than I normally wow. did. Like maybe a couple minutes. It yeah. wasn't, I woke up a little earlier. And uh, I was like, yeah, I totally did. It was this is really awesome. That's so and I cool. just say that because it's like you know, people around us can feel when we're connected to God and when we're just sort of going through the motions. Yeah. And uh, that was something that I'll, I'll never forget because it wasn't this long period of time. It was a very small period of time that was more quality than quantity. Yes. And it really refreshed me and wow. it just had an impact too, you know, on our, on our family too. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it, Sean. I love it. I love this podcast. I enjoy getting to spend some, our slices of life, getting to just share our slice of life and, uh, Man, that's going to wrap it up for this week. I, 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 you know, we've got some summer, summer talk, steak talk. We've had some really good stuff here. Uh, I've enjoyed this conversation about the busyness of life and the scattered feeling and how to reconnect. And hopefully that'll be, you know, that'll help help someone out there listening to this. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I got to do some fire pit tonight. I think. There you go. And uh, I don't know about you, but the Ohio State Fair is around here. So next time we talk, I'll have some stories. I'm going to go to right. the fair. We're going to talk about meat on a stick and all the nice. crazy stuff we can get there. Uh, so. I love it. Sounds great. All right. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next time on Two Slices. <laughs>